Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club podcast. I am Maddie here with Courtney. Hello. And today we are starting our very first Christmas romance book review of the season with Love Light Farms by BK Borison. Hello. Um, I had not seen this author until I saw this book, but the whole series is done. So, like, BK's been here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Becca. That's her, her Becca. name. Becca. That's my mom's name. <laughs> um, <laughs> this book came out in 2022. So it's been out for a little bit. Dang. Whipping these bad boys out. Uh, three book series. They're all they're all out. Um, this is, I believe, the only Christmas one. Um, the general premise is like Christmas tree farm, so like there's an element. But this one is like very Christmassy, very Hallmarky. <laughs> but I think this one's Maddie's review, actually. So, um, did I not do is Divine it? Rivals? No, you definitely no. No, oh, I yeah, did. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you do every time. Sorry, I just literally haven't been able to stop thinking about the book Divine Rivals since we read it last week, so. She's been cranking out Studio Ghibli edits for that book, yeah. but, like, there's yeah. no tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. I've been sending them to Courtney. I've been posting them on TikTok, so. Oh. Okay, anyway. So, Love Light Farms is a friends-to-lovers boo. I know, it's not great. But it... <laughs> It's a the friends trope to love great. Yeah. The yeah. Uh following Stella. Ugh, I I read that name after having just read Twisted Lies and I had Jump scare. a Vietnam flashback. I was spooked. Big I was jump scared. scare. Yes. I was like, "No, I can't go back to that place." Um anyway, <laughs> so it's following Stella. She owns Stella owns a Christmas tree farm, and it is a fail. It is a flop. She's in her flop era. Um, the Christmas tree farm Ugh. is not doing well. And she is keeping this a secret from her two friends who also own, co-own kind of this Christmas farm with her. I don't really understand the logistics of it, but they are, they have I, some sort of investment into this property as well. I think they, like, quit their other jobs and, like, moved onto the property. But they, gotcha. they like, become partners in the book like actual right. partners but yeah yeah They're, they so i i think they just left their jobs and like okay went so in on this she, enterprise there's two friends i remember one being beckett i cannot remember who the girl is what was her name uh, layla layla lila i think it's layla yeah. hang on i have i have another book right here i can't here. remember if it's layla or layla i listened to the audio Lay- it's layla okay <laughs> so uh, Layla's the baker. She's real cute in bakery. And then Beckett is the cute little farmhand, you know, little Christmas tree cutter, tattoos, and like I'm kind of into him. Yeah, so. he's grumpy. Mm hmm. Just mm-hmm. our type. Um, so <laughs> they, she owns this farm and it's not doing really well. She's keeping this a secret from her friends. Um, she has a best friend named Luca who lives in New York City and is visiting her every now and then. But mostly it's just her by herself on this farm with this burden of a flop. So she's decided that her last chance at survival is to get on this specific influencer's Instagram page as a promo for the Christmas tree farm. So she writes up this application and 
she's like, oh yeah, me and my boyfriend own this. But come to realize that she actually has a chance at winning this thing. She's like, oh no, I forgot to mention that I don't actually have a boyfriend. I specif- specifically said I did. So now, I, you know, I'm going to need a fake boyfriend for this. Like, I'm going to need a fake one. She's like, who should I ask? And she's thinking around. She's like, I really want to ask my friend Luca. But I think I'm going to ask everybody else before him. So she's going around asking Beckett. Beckett's like, no thanks, I'm no. good. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, okay, well, I guess I'm out of options. So I'm going to ask Luca. She asks Luca, and guess what? He says yes. And Luca, by the way, is a data analyst. Um, hot. Thank you. Hot. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So it's so hot that you know smart things and numbers. Thanks. I can do numbers and like graphs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like Luca. Um <laughs> so so Luca he agrees and he comes back down to the farm. He comes back down periodically and they start fake dating. And of course it's a romance book, so they're fake da- yeah. dating spirals into right. a real relationship at the end so spoiler but not they're like we we have to practice fake dating yeah. we have to practice unconditionally the other lady gets and also when she asks him to be her fake boyfriend he's just like yes no questions yeah. yes mm-hmm. and then like just hangs up, up the phone yep uh she's like also, okay <laughs> so i want to mention that uh Luca's mom is from Italy, and I think he was born there. But like, I feel like naming an Italian character Luca is so generic. She just watched that movie, <laughs> the Disney movie where they're fish. Yeah, I don't know. It would be better, like <laughs> Giuseppe. I don't know. <laughs> Leonardo. That's actually his dad's name. But I, yeah, I read that and I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Copy paste the easiest Italian name you can think of. But yeah, Whatever. he is definitely uh, supposed to be giving off hot Italian vibes. Personally, I know a hot Italian. And some might say that's a spicy meatball. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And. That's who I was picturing reading this book. So. <laughs> it's my boyfriend. He's the hot Italian. So, <laughs> um, uh, anyway, oh, hang on. Before we get into the review, I just have something to tell you that I want to document on here. Oh. I, my coworkers, and I don't think he watches the podcast, so I don't feel bad outing him about this. I posted something about the podcast on my like personal Instagram. And he responds to it, and he goes, do you guys ever review anything that's not fiction? And then he unsent the message. <laughs> and I was like, no. No, we don't. First of all, uh, because it's about escapism. <laughs> Why would we read nonfiction? That stuff is so boring. That's what TV's for. Yeah, that's what documentaries yeah. are for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like, and why, lists why would I want to read... Why would I want to read law textbooks and then read someone's memoir? No, I want to read about okay. a magical Christmas romance. I was thinking about that because I was like, 
I was like, I, everybody's talking about like the Jeanette McCurdy book that was like so great mm. this year, and I'm like, I actually have absolutely no interest in reading a memoir. <laughs> not even a little bit, and especially not with people who are alive nowadays, because it's like I can look at your Instagram and I know what's going on in your life. Yes, or or like, but or I'd rather watch a documentary. Yeah. Um, the thing about like reading stuff like that is that reading especially reading a physical book takes a lot of focus and like if you're not enthralled in it it's i feel like at least for me it's really hard to like keep going which is why fiction is so even if it's based in like real world like it's a real world setting it's so much easier for me to jump into it's all about like dissociating from my real life yeah (laughs) yeah Um, so, so anyways, if doing. you're waiting, if you're waiting for a nonfiction review, you're not gonna get it. <laughs> okay, not okay, here. Topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so Lovely Farms. Um, what? Okay, so if you've never watched the podcast before, we do a spoiler-free section and then a spoiler section. So for the spoiler-free section, Courtney is literally dying right now. Cat <laughs> <laughs> is attacking my foot, and she got my yeah. sock, so I just gave it to her. <laughs> she wins she can have it um okay so while Courtney is being robbed by her cat um <laughs> the we during the spoiler free section we also talk about if we recommend this book to our siblings which is just like would we recommend it to somebody under 18 uh if we'd recommend it to a fellow reader if uh we liked it then we will go into the pillars which is the woody banter character development realism and the smut and then we'll give it an overall rating all of them out of five because 10 is simply too too many many. yeah too many so many courtney would you recommend this book to a fellow reader hi yeah i would um I this book is like so hallmarky. Like I think it's a great way to go into the Christmas season. Is it the best book I've ever read? No. Um, and like generally, I don't like friends to lovers tropes. Much more of an enemies to lovers gal. Um, but I still think there was like a decent amount of banter and stuff in this book. Uh, and so, yeah, I think I would. It, it reminds me a lot, like, when we did our Camilla review leading into Halloween, we are like, ooh, this is perfect to, like, set the tone, set the mood. That's how I felt about this. It's literally, like, watching a Hallmark movie. It's very predictable. Um, but, like, especially for my romance girlies, it's it's a pretty brief read. And I think, you know, if you get a nice pair of, like, fuzzy socks and a hot cocoa and sit down on your couch, like, it's a it's for sure a mood. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and the heated blanket, don't forget. Yes, and the heated blanket slash weighted blanket. They're on blanket. sale at Costco if you want them. Not sponsored. Right, yeah, I was <laughs> say, are they paying you? <laughs> uh, no, but you can get it for pretty cheap at Costco. Or I saw one at Target that is like a king size for 50 bucks from Brooklyn, and I think. That's not bad. Brooklyn's good, too. Um, yeah, you know what? I would recommend this to a fellow reader, obviously, only during the holidays, because I'm not going to be like, hey, I know it's, like, July and we're sweating balls right now. I really think you should read this cozy Christmas book. Um, yeah. That would not be the vibe. But I do think that, given the season, you know, if somebody's looking for a good little seasonal book to read, I will say, 
this might be controversial. I've already bought all of our Christmas books that we're reading this year, but I think in the future I might just like either rent them or like get them on Kindle Unlimited or something yeah. just because it feels weird thinking that I'm going to have this cozy Christmas book on my shelf when it's literally 120 degrees here. True. I mean, yeah, it, from the side it's not like super Christmassy. I also have to say like just as a side note, I love this like little color scheme for this and I really mm-hmm. like the cover art for those of you who are listening. It's like all of the couples from the series, but they're covered up by like you know, here for Layla's, it's like a cake because she's a baker, and then mm-hmm. it's flowers for Beckett because he's a farmer, and mistletoe here. Like, I think it's it's really cute cover art, and it's also kind of like subtle, and I love the color scheme. Like, mm-hmm. very aesthetically pleasing little trilogy here. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, I totally, I totally get that with the whole Christmas book thing they definitely throw things a little out of whack it's real holly jolly in here yeah yeah it's real <laughs> holly jolly in here for a february yeah come on <laughs> um okay would you recommend this book to your siblings who are under the age of 18 no there's <laughs> there's some schmutt in there you know it's just uh and it's descriptive. Like, there's not, like, a ton of it. It's not like we're reading a crazy Anna Huang book where she just feels the need to drop that either consistently or not until half, like, 75% of the way through the book. Sorry, I'm going on a mini rant here about her. Um, but, yeah, there is there is smut in it, and it's a little detailed, so I would say mm, no. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Well, not quite a bit. There is some smut in here, but it is descriptive. It is not super descriptive, but it is pretty descriptive. Um, also, it like all happens at the end. Just so you all know. <laughs> yeah, I think like, literally it's, the end. <laughs> normally, okay. Here's. It's, normally, that drives me nuts. It depends on how long the book is, because if, for example. If it is like the last freaking Anna Huang book that we read, where you have to get 360 pages in. That's literally longer that's than this whole book. Bonkers. Yeah, this book isn't that long. Like, And I feel like the way the story was written, the tension makes sense. Like, in other stories, specifically the one I was just referring to, like, in that case, they were, like, living together. And, they, and so I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, I think it makes sense and the book isn't so long that it feels like it's a chore just to get to that point Mm -hmm. um i also have to say here at the very end it's it's almost all from her perspective and then there's like one chapter from him but when i opened that chapter (laughs) uh there's a bonus chapter where they're telling a smut scene from his perspective and i was like whoa nelly um, oh, I didn't have that one. Oh, <laughs> this is pretty good. Um, Interesting, uh, but yeah, like, I, got, I, I like dual POVs. But this this isn't really like a dual POV. But I liked that there was like the one chapter at the end, right? Uh, and it's not like 
Rebecca Yarrow's books, <laughs> like the one chapter at the end is just Zayden being all doom and gloom. Like, I don't know. I, I like I liked the way that it was done here was really masterful. So I liked that chapter there at the end from his perspective. But anywho, yeah, not for not for the children's. No. no. Um, I yeah, not for kids. Okay, now we'll move on to our pillars. Courtney, what would you rate this book on a scale of one to five for the witty banter? Um, you know the dialogue's pretty good. They've been friends for a long time, like a decade, so they have some pretty good rapport built up i also like the dynamic between <clears throat> stella and her friends on the farm uh is really cute and so like they they have an established dynamic too like beckett's grumpy layla makes all these sweets and she's really nice and like she'll crawl into bed with stella and she's having a bad day and be like here's a cookie um and who doesn't want a friend like that you know um, so the dialogue is really good, and they're they're pretty witty. I feel like a lot of the witty banter comes from it, it's like set in a very small town, and so it comes from like some of the side characters. Uh, it, there is some between the two main love interests, but it again because it's like a friends to lovers type scenario. There's not usually as much to work with in terms of a setting that cultivates a lot of witty banter but i thought the dialogue was good so i think i'll give it like a f- a four mm. but like i don't know i'm on like i'm like three four territory so i, I think right. i'm gonna go with a four because i like the dialogue but it's not like the most witty banter those uh, parts that made me giggle i know my yeah, cats are fighting i'm sorry <laughs> there were some parts that did make me laugh but like they're just not super witty but they all have good dialogue and dynamics and stuff like that so i'm gonna give it a three just because like the witty banter didn't really exist in it the way Mm. that it would but the book is funny there are parts where i was like (laughs) 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 so just imagine me literally walking around michael's with my headphones on like this giggling to myself that's what it was like Okay. Um, what would you rate the character development? Uh, honestly, like a three, I think. Uh, Stella's main area of personal growth throughout this book is not being a liar, a big fat liar to the people she pays anymore. Um, and like she's been taking her own money out of savings to pay for this failing farm. And somebody's been sabotaging it too. And she's friends with the police officer and she doesn't tell him. And so like her personal growth, I guess her character development is like being honest with those people because she's trying to take everything on and do it for herself. And I guess that's pretty realistic, but it was also just really frustrating at points because these are people who have given up their careers, their jobs at other places, moved onto your property, or who care very deeply about you, and you're keeping secrets from them that aren't going to hurt them, that they can only help with. And so, like, it was really frustrating at certain points, and eventually she opens up and tells them the truth. And, of course, they all work through it together. Um, And then, like, part of her character development, too, is, like, this whole going from 
being best friends to like being in a relationship i can imagine that that would be difficult oh god sorry i just got dive bombed by my cat um (laughs) it would be difficult navigating that change in dynamic um so i definitely recognize that but there were parts at the end that really frustrated me it really frustrated me that she just wasn't honest with them more so towards the beginning of the book like it happened really late on and there's also I don't know if this is a spoiler. There's something that I dislike that happens in third X often that happened in this book and it <laughs> made me mad. <laughs> I uh, wonder what that could be. So I think that detracted hmm. a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think I'll give it a three. Uh, I think that a three is sufficient. <sighs> Just because I, <laughs> I really hate the whole friends to lovers thing like i just don't want to lose our friendship like our friendship just means too much to me and i'll just be friends i kiss it's fine just do it and they're but they're also and, like, like very every, obviously like, also, like, in love with each other yeah that like, it irritates me because like i have dated friends in the past like that i was like at one point friends with and then like we weren't friends after we broke up because sometimes like you're not like it's like worth the risk you know to like have like a nice relationship with somebody or to have a friendship where you're like ooh, will we won't we oh so annoying i i literally cannot stand the friends to lovers trope maybe that's what people think about us will they won't they um yeah (laughs) tragically heterosexual um (laughs) you're my only friend that i've had for like Mm -hmm. over a decade yeah, it it reminds me of um, Parks and Recreation when they're like Anne's trying to get pregnant, and so um, Leslie goes with her to the hospital, and she, he's like, "Oh, for you too." And she goes, "Sadly, we are both heterosexual." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but okay. It also frustrated me that like, so obviously. This isn't really giving anything away either, right? Like, they try out this whole fake dating thing, and it works out, right? And then at the end, they're like, I liked you the whole time. And then it's like, okay, well, then why are we doing this trial run? And also, Luca, if you liked her the whole time, why didn't you make a move beforehand? I don't get it. A decade? A decade. (sighs) Ten years? But then, like, the whole time, like, she's pining after him, and it's very clear that he's pining after her. Oh my gosh. I just realized something. Oh? The amount of pining in this book. (laughs) We've got the trees, but we've also got Luca for Stella, Stella for Luca, and then these little freaking pine-scented Christmas tree little... So symbolic. So much pining. So many pines. The pines are pining. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so, and I think that just comes, like, it's a fine line to walk with, like, building up that tension so it's intriguing and not frustrating your readers with, like, the whole, like, why aren't they getting this? Why don't they understand how much the other one likes them? Like, and there's no, it's not like enemies to lovers where, like, there's a very clear obstacle in their way. I mean, you could say, like, the, what if we lose our friendship is, like, the obstacle, but that's not, 
that's not like that big of one i guess i don't know anyways so yeah the character development's like a three (laughs) yeah uh yeah i think that's a good sufficient answer okay uh what about the realism of this book i feel like it's pretty realistic i mean as annoying like 10 years is a long time but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities because you see people like, for an example, people that like you and I went to high school with that were like friends that are now dating, and you're like, whoa, is that yeah. even legal? But <laughs> well, I think I think it comes from like as, as you get older, like you change a lot, right? Like, and, and there's parts of you that stay the same. And I think if you're friends with somebody for that long, like, at some point, your relationship can take a turn because of, like, the changes in your personality. You're still, like, the same core person, right? But there might be some sort of change that draws you closer together or something like that. And then, like, I I also thought, like, the part of the business failing, like, a Christmas tree business, I can imagine that'd be hard to keep up and running. Lots of different actually. so anti real christmas tree too that it's like <laughs> disgusting like i'm sorry you live in the desert how, how many freaking trees they kill every single year just so somebody can decorate it for what like they just grow these beautiful trees for years just to kill them yeah i mean that's what they do with like the meats that we eat too yes i know that's why i, I can't think about where my food comes from for too long otherwise i will literally yeah. throw up it has happened yeah. It's, I don't know, I I totally get where you're coming from. I personally, uh, growing up, my parents, we would, like, drive into the mountains and cut down our own tree and, like, drag it up to our car, which is a little bit different. Like, those, you know. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> Courtney, you guys um, killed so many trees. Uh, yeah, I guess there could be, you could also make an argument, though, that plastic trees, um, when they get thrown away, are worse for the environment because they're not they biodegradable. They are. But people are not throwing away Christmas trees every year. It's not like I'm buying a new Christmas every tree every year. single year. Yeah. My Christmas uh, tree ideally should last me till I'm dead. Ideally, yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, I I don't know. For me, it was more so like the tradition of all of us going and like my siblings and I fighting over like which tree we're gonna pick and then like all of us trying to help cut it down and drag it back out and the, the smell like permeated the house so like it's very nostalgic but no I totally see where you're coming from like there's a fine it, it depends with consumption and stuff like that but anywho I could see how a business <laughs> like that uh one would struggle with profits because you really only have a a large portion of income during a very small part of the year and then the rest of the time it's a lot of output to try and maintain that um and like it's a pretty small operation i also think like nowadays with like social media giveaways and stuff like that like the whole premise of the competition that they were pretending to fake date for like that seemed pretty realistic and like I think too you can tell that they like each other and then like when they tell everyone in town that they're dating even though they're fake dating like everyone rejoices they're like finally um so I think realism was definitely one of like the better elements of this book and it wasn't too 
like crazy either with the competition like there's some consequences to that that I thought were like pretty realistic and I thought that was nice actually that there was some sort of um like not everything worked out in the end but it still did if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and like the person who's sabotaging the farm gets caught and they get their money back for it like it there weren't all these crazy plots where like there's some bad mob man cutting down her trees and smashing her pumpkins and stuff and he kidnaps her and then (laughs) such a different book um but no it's very like homeworky very realistic so i i think i'd give it a five on realism honestly i'm thinking about luca going in and trying to save stella from a mafia (laughs) boss he'd be done pulls out he just pulls out the car air freshener Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very intimidating. Yeah, at, one, at one point in time, like there's somebody and like he's like, Give me your bat and she's like, Okay. It's like pink. It's a softball bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary. Um yeah, the realism's pretty good. I think I'd give it probably a four. I don't know if I said that yet, but Okay, last but certainly not least, the smut. Um Okay, so we kind of already said that it's, like, a little bit later in the book, which means it doesn't happen, like, a ton, right? And there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, build-up to that point, right? Because it's, it's like, for them, it's almost like crossing an irreversible line. Uh, and I thought, I didn't think that it was, like, overly descriptive to the point where it was gross. There wasn't any no-no words that I saw. Um, and... Like, it was intriguing. It wasn't how I felt reading the smut in the prior smut book that we rated, <laughs> uh, where it was just, like, boring, and I, by the time we got there, it was absolute. Um, and I also, I think, that, honestly, this little bonus chapter really upped the ante for me. Uh, <laughs> Let me see if I have this bonus <laughs> chapter in here. Acknowledgements. It's before that because there's like an excerpt from the next book. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, I do have a bonus chapter. Mm-hmm. Oh, his perspective of chapter 21. Interesting. Dang, this book's only 290 pages. Yeah, dog. Dang. Brief. It is brief. Yes, it um, is. I, I've listened to the audiobook. The audiobook was like six hours long. Yeah, that's pretty so. quick. I listen to uh, it on Spotify because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but if you have a Spotify premium account, you get 15 free hours of an audiobook a month. Which is one, I hope they up that. one single fantasy book or three small romances. So. Yeah. So I used. Uh, I also listened to it two times speed. Mm, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, but yeah, I, like, I thought it was. It was good. It made sense. It flipped. The, mm-hmm. It fit the plot. Mm-hmm. It didn't have any of my gross no words. Um, and like the chemistry was there. The chemistry was definitely there. So I think I'll give it a four. I think that a four is good for this book. Yeah. Because it's there. It's nice. It's not like gross, you know? Yeah. And they have respect for each other, so that part's always good. <laughs> Amen. They don't yeah. respect each other. I don't want it. 
even enemies respect each other because they have a mutual hatred. You know? Yeah. They gotta be a real threat for you to hate them, right? Yeah, but not about nothing about these going to the lion's den. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Courtney and I are now going to pop over to the spoiler section. We so... didn't know we have to give a, an overall oh, review. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. All right. Okay. Courtney and I are now going to pop into our overall <laughs> rating. <laughs> so, Courtney, what did you give this book on a scale of one to five okay. overall? Um, so let me just say I need to stop reading books immediately after I read them on Goodreads because I always inflate the score. <laughs> because talking about this book, like, I gave it a five on Goodreads. Uh, and I think it's because it it fits exactly what I'm looking for for, like, this time of year, right? Like, Thanksgiving is over. We're going into Christmas time. I need something, like, cute hallmarky it was realistic it was funny um but there are some points that i think detracted from it a little bit like what happened in the third act uh, oh oh courtney where are you going <laughs> um so i think realistically it's actually more of like a four for me uh, but also if i was to read this book in like june it wouldn't be the same like it has everything yeah. to do with timing too so I think yeah. for Christmas time, for the era we're in right now, it's a four for me personally, and I need to go I edit also, my Goodreads. <laughs> I also gave it a four, um, because like I enjoyed reading it. I had like good time overall reading, and it was cute. Yeah. So for that, it got a four. Yay! There's right. a baby coming to join. Hello, baby. Ooh. You want to get up? Hi. You coming to mess up my camera? Every single week, he messes up my camera. So finicky that it, like, will come unplugged. And every week, he messes it up. Yeah. All he has to do is, like, breathe on it. It'll come off. Yeah. Blah, Okay. Now. Now. now, (laughs) We're actually going to move into the spoiler (laughs) section of this book. So, if you have not read this book, and you want to, goodbye. See you, see you later. If you have read this book and you want to know what we think about it more in depth, stick around. We'd love to have you. Um, anyhow. So, spoilers. There's not really a whole lot to talk about in terms of spoilers because it is a very predictable book with yeah. a very yeah. predictable plot. Yeah, I... Uh... It was predictable, but it was still good. I think that comes with anything like Hallmarky. You know that the end is going to be mm-hmm. like what you want it to be, I guess. Uh, one thing, okay, here's, we're just going to go through the list of things that like frustrated okay. me because we've already okay. talked about like most of the things we liked about this book. Uh, number one, someone has been sabotaging the farm. Like, doing crazy stuff. Like, destroying all of her pumpkins before Halloween, which has got to be some sort of revenue for an already failing farm. And instead of telling the police, she just keeps it to herself. And she's, like, really good friends with the sheriff. Like, he's almost yeah. like her surrogate dad. And so I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Um, And then we find out that the culprit 
who I predicted from the beginning was the culprit, is like the little librarian man that glares at her because everyone else is like happy-go-lucky. And so I'm like, who the hell else could it be unless this is an Anna Huang book and it's a mob boss? (laughs) (laughs) Kidnap her. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah. so that was kind of annoying because I was like, uh, just tell the police officer we all know who it is and then get yeah. your money back so that your farm isn't failing. Um, and little little book shorty, he just wanted some alpacas, you know? Like mm-hmm. he wanted some llamas. He wanted a llama farm. He was mad mm-hmm. that she bought it for the trees. Whatever. Uh small town drama. I don't understand how she's growing both pumpkins and trees on her farm. How big is this place? I'm not going to pretend to understand agriculture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I get paid for. Uh, okay. <laughs> not respect enough. for the people who do that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I had a family member at one point who's like family member by marriage, whose parents owned an orchard, and when I was a kid, it seemed ginormous. I just don't know if that's the case now. It seems like a lot of work for three people, too, to take care of all of that. And yeah, um, that guy's got to be real strong if he's cutting down that many. Okay, no, actually, and I they, think they, they have, like, a team. Because they've mentioned having a team. So, like, they have to have yeah. other people that they oversee, but they're, like, the the heads. And I think they mentioned having, like, seasonal seasonal workers and stuff, which totally makes sense. But, like, it the way the book is written, it seems like it's only ever those three four including luca like on the property and so i'm like how's this operation working um i also have to say in terms of like christmas vibes going to a little tree farm that has uh, a little baked goods stand and an ice skating rink sounds heavenly i'm I'm literally i'm fucking that shit up um yeah (laughs) i'm I'm there i'm getting me i'm getting me hot chocolate i'm getting me a rented pair of skates uh, do I know how to skate? Nope. Terry does. Nope. He can hold Not my hand. That's right. Christmas lights? I... The smell of pine? Everywhere? Yeah. Sign me up. Yep. Sign I'm there. Me up. I'm there. Um, Mando's also, there okay. too, he says. You know what I loved, too? So there's, like, this one portion of the book where they're talking about, um... How instead of having, like, a Santa that all the kids come and sit on his lap, there's, like, there's volunteers that come in and they're like, oh, we're Santa's little helpers. And then they put what the kids want in, like, a mailbox and their parents can take the list out (laughs) um, before they leave. Uh, And I was like, okay, you know what, go off. Because I do kind of think it's weird that people willing, grown men... (laughs) willingly sit down in santa suits and let children sit on their laps and their parents are like yay smile for the camera um because that's a stranger have you seen that nathan for you episode with mall santa no oh you gotta look you gotta watch that it's (laughs) so funny uh but anyways i was like yeah you know what santas are weird like, dress-up Santas are weird. Um, they are for weird. sure. Mall Santas are weird. So, um, go off. Uh, something that I also liked about this book, before I continue to talk about the hearts I did not like, was that with, with this contest, the little contest Instagram influencer lady, she finds out that they're not actually dating, and she disqualifies them. Like, they don't 
They don't get a pass. Not everything ends. Yeah, they don't get a pass. And she's like, listen, like, I still enjoyed being here. I'm still going to, like, post stuff about it. But you're disqualified from winning the money. And I was like, dang, girl, that's so real. Like, uh, I liked that there was consequences. But at the end of the day, they still were able to save the farm. One, because they got a lot of traction from the posts that the influencer made. And because they sued the man who did all the damages to the farm for damages mm-hmm. and they got them um so like that's that's real life baby um well, will they get those money will they get that money because he's a librarian yeah they finna have a lien on all his property uh yeah yeah ask Courtney uh, that. she's almost a lawyer <laughs> what i arguably the worst part of this book is of course the third act breakup that is what happens in the third act that I It's not even like a hate. real breakup though. I know I like it's I'm so tired of them. Like we don't need there can be some sort of other conflict that they deal with together. They don't always have to freaking break up and then get back together in the last five pages of the book. It's annoying. I I think it's super annoying how fast they get back together. Like it just is kinda like, actually, babe, I'm back and I love you. There the problem too is it it happens so often that like it's not it's not one size fits all right like i didn't like the way it right. happened here because it just felt like something that could totally have been avoided and they were apart for such a small amount of time that it didn't really feel like it contributed to the plot whereas like in some of the emily henry books that we've read like there's some sort of third act breakup that lasts for like a couple months or something and they come back together and i like that better in the story or like the knock em out series like when knock when the breakup happened in the first book there was like really valid reasons behind it and in this book it's just like a stupid miscommunication and like i understand no, that it's the it's so annoying like this is also just like why i don't like friends to lovers it's because like and like fake dating and like it's just something with all these it's they have this conflict where they're like oh yeah like we'll go back to like being friends like tomorrow like i'm sorry there's no way you're gonna go back to just being friends like you have that's only you have you express emotional feelings towards them and clearly they feel the same way about you and it's reciprocated yeah that i think yes that's it's not i guess it's not like a miscommunication in terms of like it's a miscommunication in the sense that like so they they come to this agreement. They're like, they're like, we're gonna fake date, and then they get into it, and they're feeling vibes, right? And so he's like, let's just give this like a trial run, which I think he should have never said in the first place because that just left right. more uncertainty for her to like spiral in during this time. I think he should have just been like, no, I want to date you for real, like, right? Um, and then maybe the next couple of chapters could have just been her grappling with like the transition from friendship to being right. in a relationship. But I think this whole trial thing in her head made it seem like they were trying to have their cake and eat it too. And she just thought that they were still going to try to go back to being friends. But to literally everyone else, the readers, the people in the town, like, it's very obvious that he wants to, when he says the things he says, it's because he wants to continue the relationship after this week is up and so then the week is up and she's like you don't have to pretend anymore and he's like what the fuck i didn't think we were doing that anymore 
And yeah. so, like, her, so it was frustrating to me that she was like, well, I, we'll just go back. And I was like, this, after you've been pining, you're getting everything you want right now. And he's yeah. literally, like, groveling at your feet, and you're like, e, he doesn't like me. I'm like, oh, I want to shake you and punch you in the throat. Yes, literally. She's <laughs> so dumb. Like, I, I think that's even what <sighs> I wrote in my review. I said, you guys clearly like each other annoying well okay and then the thing okay i but i did like how he reacted too right because like normally when this would happen in a book right there's a miscommunication and she's like we'll just go back to being friends right he he leaves because obviously he's very hurt he doesn't leave leave he goes over to like beckett's house so he's still on the property and then he shows up at her doorstep and he's like hey let's talk this out like i know that you have a fear of like being left behind because of your relationship with your dad which is just like a subplot that is dropped in there very briefly um yeah honestly i thought her dad was sabotaging the farm at first too i thought that could have <laughs> been an alternative um I, th- I think it would have been really i think it's really weird that luca and charlie like hang out but then yeah. at, when they see them at like the dinner the thanksgiving dinner he's like oh i haven't seen you since fourth of july but then like the next chapter they're literally hanging out together in the city it's weird that was a little bit of inconsistency and charlie's her half brother by the way her dad's real piece of work got two ladies pregnant around the same time abandoned her mom anyways she's got some like kind of abandonment issues because her mom is dead and her dad's piece of crap and so like he's her initially when she's like let's just go back to being friends because she's misunderstanding the situation and so he goes over to back so he a couple hours later like shows up on her doorstep and he's like hey let's talk this out i know that you have a fear of like being left behind and i realized that like i was probably perpetuating that and that's not how i want to leave things so then they sit down and talk and then they finally like admit that they love each other whatever i did like that he that she didn't have to like come to that i mean she did come to the realization right that she was being dumb but she didn't have to like it wasn't like she came to that and then chased after him i liked that he showed up and was like hey let's talk about this like adults instead of me like running away like a little pansy and you chasing after me i i like yeah. that more than the alternative um that being said i still hate third act breakups and so it was really frustrating especially when like everyone closest to her is telling her like no dude he's into you and yeah. she's just like no he's just like my friend you guys don't get it and it's like he's Guess I've just never had friends before, apparently. Uh, meanwhile, this man is, like, drooling, like, following <laughs> her around on his knees. And yeah. she's like, I don't think he likes me. It's, it's so Girl. annoying. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, uh, I mean, when I finished this book, I immediately ordered the next one because it's so <laughs> grumpy that I'm like, oh. oh, he gets the cats in this book. And I'm like, <sighs> I know. Okay. Yeah. So they think there's raccoons. They're not raccoons. They're little baby kitties. And of course they latch onto the big, tall, grumpy man. Uh, swoon. Right. Hello. Heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the influencer lady shows up and okay. So Beckett's described as being super sexy, big, grumpy man. Mm-hmm. and it's said multiple times that he refuses to go in town because all the ladies will like they literally like film him 
uh and and like harass him so like he and it's a small town so he like he doesn't really have like a love life there and he tries to stay mostly to the farm and like his friends and his partners that he has um Layla and Stella right and then I guess he went to some like agricultural conference year before and influencer lady shows up and guess what they hooked up and so I was like, ooh. This At the next... agriculture conference. Yeah. I was like, this next book is going to be, mm, it's going to be so good. Uh, and, okay, I just love Beckett, like, throughout this whole book. Because he gets grumpy, and then Layla will give him a cookie, and then he's like, mm, all right. And then just walks away, and, like, <laughs> it's fine. And I was like, dang, dude, that's so real. Um, But also, when Stella finally tells them that, like, the farm is really in trouble he his reaction i mean he's obviously disappointed but his reaction is just to say like that's not what partners do and then he shows up later um ready with like solutions and stuff and they basically like buy into the farm become a partnership uh and like i don't know he's such like a he as much as he's grumpy like he's such a a softy with the cats and then like you know, he's going into this huge endeavor with two women as, like, business partners. So as, like, gruff as he is, like, he's also still a very caring person. I loved him. I loved him. Um, yeah. Honestly, I loved him more than Luca. So I'm, like... Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I literally do not... I'm, like, I already know that I'll like the second book more than I like this book, hopefully. Because, like... I just don't like friends to lovers. I just don't. Yeah. Well, and like I don't know, Luca is just kind of having also, like, like floppy curly hair, and I'm like, oh, he sounds like a TikTok kid. Like, they're like I thirty. I know, but like just the way she described him, I'm like, it sounds like I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Becca just sounds more attractive too, to be honest. Uh, and the then this. This last book is going to be about Layla and the little policeman. Um, so that might intrigue you, Maddie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Do you like to bake? Um, That's true. I'm a little wait. chef in the kitchen. Whipping it up in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, I don't really think I have anything else to say oh uh okay so luca luca's mom and all of his aunts i guess moved from italy to america to the small town uh and i'm like one they all moved together like okay um there's one part in the book though where they're talking about like all of his aunts are unmarried (laughs) They used to have a nickname that was, I can't remember what it was anymore, but it just made me laugh because it was like, I think it was like the the hyenas the, or something. The wolves. Yeah. Uh, so there's just this pack of rankous women uh, that runs his life. And I, I will say that I thought they were charming in a sense, but I, I also felt like there was stuff that was just kind of thrown into this book. It wasn't, like, developed more. Like, the whole thing with her dad, they have, like, the one Thanksgiving dinner. And then there's, like, a text at the end from her brother. It's like, oh, stepmom and dad are getting divorced. 
And that's the end of that story. No, Luca, Luca tells Luca, us yeah. that in the epilogue. And so I'm just like, what was the point of even having that? Like, we could have, it could have just yeah. been something that she talks about where she's like, mm, my dad abandoned me and he's not inviting me to Thanksgiving. Like, it, I don't know. It just felt kind of unnecessary. But this book isn't super long, yeah. so it didn't necessarily detract from it. But I Right. Know. It was just kind of like a weird side plot. A yeah. weird side quest, if you will. Yeah. I think that's all I have. I don't know. That was kind of all over the place, but yeah. I don't really have any thoughts. I listened to this book on Spotify, like I said. I listened to it while I was Christmas shopping and setting up my Christmas tree. Oh. So. Good vibes. Yeah. And setting up this in here as well. I was like, I need some Christmas. And honestly, I know this is controversial. Christmas is not doing it for me this year. Like, usually I'm big into yeah. Christmas. I don't know why, but Christmas is just not feeling like Christmas. I think it's because I was like, really looking forward to like the black friday deals and stuff like that but like <laughs> my paycheck wasn't as big as i thought it was gonna be because like i i had to, like i got back paid and so i had to like yeah yeah um i was also so for this black friday and then like yeah. all the sales sucked like it was like regular sales that i could get any other time of the year so it's like not special I know, Kohl's was like 20% off. I was like, I swear to God, you send me this it's coupon always, every week. It's always 20%. Literally, I think it was like pink or something like that was like 10% off. And I was like, I just got the, the literally the sweats I'm wearing right now are from pink. And I got them for 45% off two months ago. Yeah. Also, like pink, pink really be like kind of on the decline. So if they're trying to move product, they better... Uh, I just mean, like, it used to be more popular. They still make good stuff. Yeah. But, like, you would think that they would have better sales. Like, I don't yeah. know. Or, like, Sephora was, like, 10% off, and I'm like, well... Yeah, they had their big sale at, like, the beginning of November, but... I don't know, I'm... Yeah. It just snowed here, but it didn't really, like, stick to the ground. So I'm hoping it'll happen again, and it'll be, like, more... Christmassy. I think part of it too is like Maddie and I grew up on a mountain range and now we both live in a place where there I mean there are technically mountains by you but they're not as wintry yeah, they're and not I just 14,000 feet tall there. <laughs> yeah, and I live in 12, the plains 000. so there's like nothing for it to stick to. And so like yeah. I think that kind of detracts from the magic because we just were like we we had a Christmas privilege growing up. Um, mm -hmm. and we used to go visit, like, this fancy hotel that would get all decked out, and, like, that really, I know, that really, like, <laughs> fed the Christmas vibes. Um. I really think about the last time we were there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Ow! Sorry, I'm being, this happens periodically. She likes to keep me on my toes. Um. I'm scared. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely... I feel that. I think that's just part of getting older, too. Like, until you have kids, the magic of Christmas is kind of not really Past. there. Yeah, and, like, there's Christmassy things that you can do, but it's not really, like... I also just, like, same. don't spend it with my family. Like, I have not spent yeah. Christmas with my family in five years. So, like, a pretty long time. I feel like, for me, too, like, my... My one of my favorite parts of Christmas is like getting other people gifts. Um, Same. I just love it. It's so fun to like 
search through and like trying to find something that you oh i love wrapping presents um yeah i've got like freaking velvet ribbons left and right like (laughs) cute little red and green patterns yeah like that that usually makes me feel more so like in the christmas mood too but yeah i just think it's part of being an adult that being said this book has good christmas vibes but it does this christmas is it's off it's not quite yeah it's not it's not giving there it's not giving christmas probably i think a part of it is also that like my christmas party isn't until the end of december so like yeah and you guys can blame courtney for that one sorry (laughs) i have other Um, obligations and also, it's just, like, I feel like this year went by so fast that I have not even fully recovered from last Christmas. Blink of an eye. I feel eye. like I just put all this, I literally feel like I just put all this shit away. Like, I feel like I just put it away. I put it away on Christmas Eve last year. I truthfully, like, can't even believe it's almost December. It will be December when this comes out. But, like, yeah, I think that's part of getting older, too. Time just goes by so much faster, but it doesn't. it doesn't feel real. It's weird. I don't know. Let us know in the comments no. if you feel the same way. Yeah, are you having existential dread this Christmas? Let us know. <laughs> are you there uh, with us? <laughs> season's greetings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, that being said, uh, if you want to see what we're doing when we're not here, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest. If you um, are watching us on YouTube, Thank you so much. We love you. Um, if you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get your podcasts, thank you so much. Uh, that's me giving you a kiss through the kissing you through the phone. Um, and yeah. Oh, we have an Etsy store if you want to check it out. We're having a huge sale. Speaking of sales, we're actually having a big sale. Um, <laughs> So if you want to go get yourself a bookmark, you can get one for $2.50 or all four for $6. So go and check it out. It's a steal. And it's also a great plus, stocking stuffer. Yeah. Plus an extra 25% off um, if you use the code uh, Happy Reading, which is not me closing off. That's just me saying. That's yeah, yeah. Don't get confused. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, we're not done here yet. <laughs> Uh, but that being said, there is only one more thing I have to say for this episode, and that is happy, happy reading. reading. <laughs>